Gentlemen, I hope all is well. Busy, busy, busy. That's right. From slaying roaches to rats to going to Vegas to coming back and doing it all over again. That's right. We are here. And you're here too, man. A lot of crazy shit's been going down, man. But nevertheless, I would like to thank the homie Edwin San Juan for having me feature for him at uh, the V Theater at the Planet Hollywood in uh, Vegas Hotel and Casino. It was a grip of an awesome time dude had fun dude at the old uh, stomping grounds of the rap pack right dino joey bishop frank sinatra and the multi-talented sammy davis jr that's right man vegas is always cool man and this time it wasn't hot oh it's a trip man it was monsoon weather monsoon weather you always hear that from people from arizona huh it's a monsoon i know it's hot bro but like uh when the monsoon comes in and then it leaves it's like nice and fresh for like 45 minutes and then it gets hot is hades again but yeah man i had a good time dude fucking uh it was great it was great hope you guys are doing great and uh shout outs to all the people from uh Twitter, Grandpa Nicotine, thank you very much, my brother, Maloso Sacatecano, thank you very much for always uh, retweeting, also, uh, blah, 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 I guess it's what, at change later, dude, get those rats out of your pad, dog, enough is enough, handing out free pest control tips on uh, on uh, Twitter, <laughs> yo, man, shout out to Crash, aka at Nate in LA1, that's right, at the real Toby Hicks, Man, that's how it's going. It's Toby Hicks. <laughs> shout out to Umberto Granados. Yeah, man. Glenn Carlin, shout out to you, brother. And shout out to your um, newest uh, grandchild, man. Keep shining, my brother, out there in the aisles. Shout out to David G. Shout out to Ariel Germ Dust. That's right, man. Shout out to Big E. Uh, shout out to Francisco de Jesus. Uh, shout out to The Runner. Uh, who else? Who else? Eric Portillo. Shout out to Marcellus Jones. <laughs> that sounds like a mean brother name. How y'all doing? It's Marcellus Jones in the Ice Cube voice. Yeah, that's right. Marcellus Jones in a motherfucker. Shout out to Whiskey John. Give it up to Whiskey John, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Steady Mobbing. Uh, 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 who else do we got? Who else do we got? Who else do we got? Oh, Bexer Talk Podcast. Shout out to you, man. Thank you very much for the retweets. Shout out to Raul Fabian. Shout out to Jose Rangel. And shout out to David G. OG Porky. If I didn't already shout you out. Yeah, man. You guys keep shining. Thank you very much for all the love. Also, shout out to L. Bruce Wayne. So it's L underscore Bruce underscore Wayne. Yeah, and Mr. Cabello. And who else? Dank underscore Vader 024. Max Sheep. Uh, Big E, I think I already did you. <laughs> oh, is he just going through his uh, thing right there? Uh, shout out to Jamin. Uh, Jamin. Jasmine Strickland. <laughs> this fool. I'm all messing up. You know what I'm saying? It's a hot day. Dude, is it hot? Jesus Christ. Shout out to Yvonne. Uh, that's what it says. <laughs> Jen Dugan. Uh, yeah, man. So that's all the people on Twitter. Who else? Who else? Who else? Christopher Asmus. 
and Jose Manuel Avalos and Sean Blair and Christopher Asmus. I just said that, right? What's going on here? Uh, is there anything else that you can say that you got besides uh, Alzheimer's? How about sometimes, you know? Sound like one of those old Jewish comics full of Poconos. That's right. Grandpa Nicotine, I think I got you too. And who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Over here dying up here. <laughs> Just talk about something, bro. Yeah, man. But yeah, those are the shout outs from Twitter. I had one more. I can't find it right here in my notes. What's going on? I got to talk to my assistant. Oh, Peeler, 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 Peter Oliveira. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Beto Duran. And one more dude, Tracy Mejia S. But there's another fool that was over here. Oh, that's right. Papa. Yo, yo, what's going on? Your mother, she's so beautiful. Papa. Give it up for Mr. Funny Latino. That's right, man. Uh, uh, thank you very much for all the enthusiasm. Also retweeting. Uh, and good luck to you, dog, on your road trip. Yeah, man. So to homie Rodrigo, we're back. It just, dude. I mean, not to be a dick or nothing, but, dude, I got a lot of shit going on, dude. I got to pay the bills, you know? Sometimes you don't pay the bills by doing the stand-up, you know? You got to do other things, like uh, kill rats, you know? And I work with my homie Armando. For all you guys uh, out there in the L.A. area, call La Cucaracha Pest Control, area code 323-221-7666. If you want to get rid, get the kid. Get the Cucaracha kid. For everybody in the IE, Rodrigo, yours truly will go to your house and take care of your business now that we have the time. But if I'm all booked up, we'll get you next time. You know what I mean? Call somebody else. Who cares, you know? But a lot of crazy shit's been going on since uh, the last uh, podcast. Thank you very much for everybody listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, Stitcher, and Podbay with the Anthony Citric uh, Compost uh, podcast. It was a very cool podcast. Thank you very much for all you guys that enjoyed it and uh, said stuff about it and um, were happy with it. You know, but a lot of crazy shit's been happening. And one of them, well, I guess two of, you know, you know, the, 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 the trashing of immigrants or at least trying to, you know, make their world get smaller. That one, uh, the one police officer, I guess it was Riverside, uh, deputy sheriff, uh, motorcycle, uh, officer. We, uh, of course we don't know the facts just from seeing, seeing from that little snippet of the video. And that was in Paris, California. I guess um, uh, a lady, a lady wearing no dress. She was wearing jeans, not to impress. A Latina, I don't know what her descent is, if she's Mexican or uh, or uh, whatever, uh, Latin origin. But she was uh, selling Lay's. And I guess, um, Lay's, how do you sell Lay's, bro? I need to get laid. Uh, and a couple other little trinkets at a at a high school graduation and the dude, uh, the dude, he's a dude. No, the police officer went up to her and, uh, asked her for uh, her permit. She didn't have a permit and then asked her for her name cause he was going to cite her. Supposedly, according to this cop friend that I have on Facebook, who I won't reveal the source because she'll get all mad. Um, Oh, it's a, she, it's a, he, she, uh, she said that she was given false names. So, uh, the cop said, you know what? Enough of that. I'm going to arrest you. But the lady wasn't even like having it. She was, you know, she was resisting, but the way the motorcycle cop grabbed her, man, he was like RoboCop grabbing her, twisting her head. It's like, dude, dude, there's a language barrier. Just tell her por favor. Detengase. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because I had an Uncle Shorty who was telling me a story about uh, one time he got busted and TJ fucking around and the cops told him and his homie, Deténganse! <laughs> and they all like posted up on the wall. Shit, I would have ran. But TJ's a whole other animal in a whole other jurisdiction. 
So yeah, this lady was resisting, but it kind of sucked though for her because in the end she ended up pissing her pants, dude. You can see like the little stain, man. It was horrible, dude. I was like, damn, it's either that or she's a squirter. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Uh, I have a uh, a friend that's an ICE uh, officer, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, and he's saying that they're just going after uh, just uh, guys with uh, felony warrants, uh, people that are like high risk criminals, child molesters, uh, drug traffickers, shit like that. People that are pushing weight, I guess. And he's actually from Tijuana, Mexico, and he started uh, back in the day when it was. Um, what was it, Border and Customs Enforcement? And I guess after uh, 2001, after the uh, 9-11 bombings, uh, he, it became the uh, Department of Homeland Security. And then uh, he switched over to ICE after that, and he's been doing that ever since. So he's been doing it for uh, quite some time. Um, and he was telling me that that's all they're going after. But he says there's also rogue officers Mostly, 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 um, mostly of uh, Caucasian descent. And uh, they uh, go after immigrants, just like any little thing, just because they're like all pumped up with the new uh, uh, rhetoric of uh, our uh, administration here and uh, the uh, commander in chief and all these blowhards that are America first and anti-immigrant and all that stuff. And they go after a bunch of, um, uh, I guess, you know, easy targets, but not, not necessarily easy targets or someone that they can view as an easy stat. And they go turn them in. And then they, when they turn them in, they're all like, dude, what's up with this, dude? This guy's selling corn, dude. What are you doing? Dude, take the fucking handcuffs off and let this dude go or whatever the fuck. You're clogging the system. Let's go get some real shit. So I think, I mean, you know, that, you know, xenophobic, uh, way of looking at people of, uh, that don't look like you or don't speak like you or doing stuff that you deem, uh, criminal, you, uh, you mess with them more, you know, it's a trip, man. So, uh, hopefully that lady and, uh, that, uh, deputy, uh, can, uh, get, uh, their issues resolved. Um, if you, if you can, uh, go for the video, you can go to www.pe.com and they have the video up there. They got her mugshot and all, everything. She was released later. So who knows if she was like uh, undocumented or whatnot, but we'll find out. But the only thing that sucks for our counties and our cities here in the state of California or wherever it may be, that the more cops do this to people, and not saying that there's anything criminal, we'll f eventually find out. But when they do do criminal stuff, it comes out of our uh, pocketbook because who's going to pay the bill if uh, that police officer or the department gets sued and uh, the uh, city has to fork over money? We, the people, right? So it just uh, doesn't make uh, sense to be a dick. And uh, who knows? I didn't see the whole video from what it's, from what I see. From what I've seen, it was pretty brutal. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I wasn't there. You weren't there. And uh, I guess we'll let the matters unfold in the uh, necessary uh, chains. But there was another video, too, uh, another anti-immigrant. But I guess this was an immigrant, too, though, that was doing the shit it was somewhere in Hollywood, I guess, that uh, Elote guy, the corn man, got his uh, cart flipped over by some mad musician dude. And the horrible thing is, like, dude, this dude's, like, wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt. Jesus, man. And um, he was walking with his girlfriend or whatever that was, some trans dude or something. <laughs> Nothing against trans people, but, dude, like, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> she looked like she was his, I guess that was his roadie girlfriend or something. And their dog, and he was telling the dude in Spanish to move his car. The dude's like, nah, you move it. So homeboy flipped, o flipped it over. 
you know, the dude's uh, being a dick, flipped it over. But what I love, though, was uh, was the uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> this was a, the saving grace. You know, I guess the silver lining uh, whatnot was when the dude like hit him with some uh, some pepper. Like it was like cayenne pepper. So a lot of people said it was tahine, but it, I don't know, it looked a little bit more finer than tahine because if because tahine usually has those little uh, salt crystals in there. So he threw that and hit him in the face and, you know, got him in the eyes. And he was all, like, getting that shit out of his eyes. He had to take his T-shirt off, all coughing. So that's good. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But I guess the other dude that did that shit, um, the aggressor, was uh, some Argentinian immigrant uh, musician. And he started, like, a Facebook page. Oh, excuse me. What was that? It's my stomach. It's gurgling. And he started a... Uh, a kickstart campaign and something on his Facebook and people are actually coming to his aid and people are getting to the, um, the aid of the elote man. So, uh, you know, and also all the Latino blowhard hipsters and dude, we got to do something for these people. Hang on. Let me see how many likes I got on my page. And, uh, can I capitalize off this incident? Are there helping the dude as well? So, you know, I'm a dude on the sidelines. I just be peeking, you know, eating my little popcorn, watching it all unfold. And uh, whatever happens with that, we will uh, soon to be fine out. But other than that, that's that's about it, dude. It's been hot as hell, man. Dude, it's been hot. Hot, 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 hot. Dude, I don't even see it's been super hot. I haven't even been this hot in a long time, man. In a long time. So, shows coming up. We always have uh, Wednesday night. Uh and downtown Riverside, California, at Romano's, the Concert Lounge, 8 p.m., 3557 University Avenue. And beautiful Riverside, California, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. We have a comedy show hosted by myself. Always have different comedians and headliners from all over the country, so please stop by there. If you want to get tickets in advance, they're only 5 bucks at www.theconcertlounge.com. Uh, yeah, man. So please check that out every Wednesday night in Riverside, California. Also, this week I will be hosting for uh, Felipe Esparza at Oxnard Levity Live in the beautiful city of Oxnard, California. And that's going to be uh, August 3rd through August 6th in the great uh, Toby Keith. Uh, he'll be uh, Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Hicks will be featuring and uh, also the uh, uh, the great Felipe Esparza will be headlining. So um, all you Oxnard people, all you guys over there in the 805, check it out. Please, we'll be there if you want to say what's up to me. Catch me by the merch booth after the show. I'll be over there slinging shirts. Other than that, we have uh, Memphis, Tennessee at Chuckles Comedy House. And that is going to be um, August 8th through the 13th. Uh, keep me posted. Everybody, if you guys want any information, you can send it to yeahmanpodcast at gmail.com. Yeahman spelled Y-E-A-M-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And now for uh, your guest. This guest is a very special guest. They are all special. However, uh, this guest right here. Uh, he's the first dude that I met in comedy. I mean, I met other people starting comedy here in the IE and then out in LA, but this is the first one that I met out in LA that introduced me to the Latino world. He's the first dude that introduced me to Felipe. I believe we talk about it in the podcast, but, uh, he's uh, one of those original dudes that have been around LA grinding. He is, um, he was on Que Locos originally. He's been on Gabriel Iglesias Stand Up revolution. Uh, he's been on uh, Showtime's Payaso, uh, 
Slam. He's been around, man. He's a very, very, very cool dude. And he has a residency in uh, Las Vegas at the V Theater at the uh, Planet Hollywood uh, Hotel and Casino. I was just there myself. So if you ever want to see him, he's always in Vegas. Uh, he'll be... Um, He's just a cool dude, man, and uh, I've been out there a couple times already. However, I haven't had a chance to uh, to do a, a podcast with him just because we've been busy with the shows and whatnot. So with no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I present Edwin San Juan. Yeah, man. Burden down, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Yeah, man. What up, dude? How you been? Mr. I've been good. I've been real good. Fucking Edwin San Juan. Finally, dog. It's been a while, dog, to fucking get this together. Huh? I know, right? I thought I'd never do your podcast, bro. No one, everyone forgot about me. This will not, dog. You're fucking in the mix. Well, like 1996. <laughs> yeah man fucking right here in vegas dude fucking thank you very much for having me on your shows dude i had fun last night sunday tonight oh you're welcome man it's been a while since we've seen each other and let alone worked with each other like oh hell yeah for all week it was cool bitching dude and shows all week dude every day dude yeah and we even did a little out of town in brea right a i know one night or back and forth dude that was fucking dude that was a little quick little uh voyage to cali real quick four hours there four hours back yeah, it's good, man. You had a couple of really good sets in the, in the week, too, where I was like, ooh, look at Rodrigo. Dude, it's one of those times, it's like, I know everybody says, uh, you know, you have to have, a, uh, I guess, a level of confidence being a comedian, that you all your sets are good or whatever, but uh, the two particular sets, uh, particular sets uh, during the week were really, um, dude, I had fun from beginning to end, dude. It was just like, it gelled, it fucking, it fucking, it just flowed like gravity, dude. It was fucking... Like nothing to it, dude. And then like fucking adding tags and having fun, dude. Primarily, dude. It was nice to see. I was back there watching it, and I was like, oh, like from the beginning, like you know what I mean. And some things just lock into place, and they fall. Fuck yeah. To, and and it's like, wow, it was cool, dude. It was really good to see. And then it's not like you were bombing or anything at all. I'm just saying those <laughs> those two sets stood out to where I was like, wow, that's how you want to get your stuff to where you're like solid, like all the way through, like connecting with the audience in there. Because part of it, when the crowd sees you and you do your impressions and stuff like that, they're kind of like, they kind of step back a little bit. But 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 you were like come coming with it, and they were like, "Now nah, this is nice. This is nice." And it's almost one of those, "Get ready, here we go." Like you know what I mean? Fuck yeah, dude! It was and, really uh, good to see. Thank you for the props, dude. Coming from you, it's funny because you're the first fool that I met um, out in uh, the LA area, dog. Right. Um, it was it was uh, Willie in uh, Felipe's room. It was called Tortillas at the time. Um, I wasn't there for the first. They had two names before uh, went over there, right? Was it like, yeah, um, it was like Daily Planet. And, and Daily Planet was in uh, Southgate, no? Yeah, I think so. That was Gotham. Gotham, but wasn't it called Prime Cut before Gotham? Yeah, but that's that's kind of even before me. I didn't oh, okay. You, you, you didn't yeah. fuck with then uh, with that room till that time? No, no. And Jeff Garcia brought me into those guys. Yeah, because originally it was his room. Yeah, is that what right? it was? Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought for some reason because you, you have history too with like the LA comedy scene. You go back. Uh, you did sets at the, uh, um, where Robin Harris used to host the Comedy Act Theater, right? Yeah, yeah. I did two sets actually there. One I killed, and the other one I bombed hard. Quick question: Was that before the LA riots or after? 
That was uh, after. Okay. I don't think I started comedy yet. Well, when, when was the L.A. riots? Fuck, I want to say 92 or yeah. was it 91, dude? Because I started comedy 95, 96. Okay. So, yeah, that was definitely after. And that was after the heyday because, like, Willie Barsena and I think it was... Um, Dante, right? Dante, yeah. They're they're running it out there. Like, What's as up far with as, like, that winning, winning, winning contests. <laughs> I think they won, like, the, the main contest out there, like, for a while. And they was, like, doing it. And I was like, oh, shoot. Because that room's scary. I don't know. You ever played it? It's all no, 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 no. I just heard about it, dude. And uh, Robin Harris used to host it back in the day. And then it was pretty much, like, black comedy or the black hollywood comedy came out of there they had that guy on the spotlight and he would just follow everybody whatever the host was saying and they would point people out and it was like that like really just bagging on people in the audience and shit tearing them up that's i think black comedy is kind of like that's their like not that their thing but they were like ahead of of it you know because like when i was learning comedy just learning comedy but to see that it's like oh they're fucking with people in the crowd this is a a big fun event like this you know black people like jingle their keys if you're not fucking they know about comedy and they respect it and they give it up when it's funny as fuck oh fuck yeah when it's something that's bullshit they'll they'll sniff it out you know what i mean (laughs) where white people like they're more polite they'll just sit there and go i remember when i was first starting there was a brother named keith morris oh yeah i went to cal state san Bernardino. that's where i did like my first set at they come with the drink that was his thing he always said it was that fool and Mark Howard and some other fool that I don't even remember the name. Mm. But he he said something about white audiences at that time. He's all, man, at least white people give you a chance. Man, you ain't good in front of black people, man. They'll eat your ass up. Oh yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't really hey, you don't get second chances really. <laughs> <laughs> Willie had second or third chances when he did Apollo and then they really? still were booing him. Oh, you really? hear that story, right? No, 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 no. Oh man, it's like he did Apollo and got booed out and it wasn't he wasn't even an opening uh, one of those you know how they do the uh, amateur the first night? Ones? Yeah, so he was a hired comedian to go out really? there, and then he got booed. And then Sinbad brought him back out. Oh no, no, you guys don't understand. You know, he goes, and then he did this, and he got booed again. But he started out like, I don't tell you why black people. Something about it's not fair playing basketball with black people. They cheat, and everyone's like, boo. Because he has that joke where they slam dunk and stuff like that. You know, right, I mean? right. And you see like their butt go right by you or something. Yeah, I don't know, but that's infamous story. They don't give you second chances, really, man. So you got to go kill them off the. Kill them off the top front and hit them. But then if you just jump into material, they smell that out too. You got to connect with them first and be real. With oh them. hell yeah, dude! I've had my fucking uh, my bouts in black audiences, but I also had you know as many like handful of bad nights. I had a handful of good ass nights too, dude. Yeah, yeah, right. I and heard that you uh, need you like come out like it's good when you go with a group of friends and then you're you're the one that kills it or oh, something. Fuck you know yeah, what I mean? Dude. Like or it was good, man. You connected with everybody that night. And particularly, dude, I've always thought like black comedy was like fucking. So I started seeing the fucking evolution of Latino comedy that that was like super funny to me, dog. You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers mm. like Martin Lawrence and motherfuckers like Robin Harris and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously Eddie Murphy, but still and, you know, Richard Pryor and shit. But I mean, it's always been fucking to that level of like hilarity, dog. You know what I mean? The fucking just makes you spit your shit out, dog. It's so funny. Yeah. Like the sign of the times. Like Eddie Murphy was like saying stuff that I was connected with. You know what I mean? And I was able to like just relate to or understand. So and then from that, I learned about Richard Pryor and stuff like that. Okay. But, you know, definitely Eddie Murphy was the one. My influence that made me like, oh, look at stand-up comedy. He's badass shit. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. That you can do it and you're going to go up there and try it? I don't know if I could do it, but I, I, I connected with that. Okay. Like, and everyone was you doing Eddie Murphy it. shit back then. Like, Were you feeling uh, delirious first or raw? Oh, well, definitely delirious. Really? Yeah, yeah. And when Raw came around, what were you all about with Raw? It was exciting. It was like seeing Star Wars and then Return of the Jedi. Like, okay. it was the next sequel of it. You know what I mean? It was just a fan already. So, whatever it comes out of this is going to be amazing. 
Yeah, I think it'll, like, Delirious was a little bit before my time when it came out, but I've heard of it, and I've seen the little commercials on HBO, oh, okay. a little bit at people's houses, because there was like times where we didn't have HBO all the way. Damn, you're my young, bro. You're making me feel ass. Uh, old is but you? Dick, when uh, Raw came out, fool, I remember that. Right. I remember I was in theaters. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but I remember uh, the neighbors had it, and watching that shit, and just the beginning of it, do, 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 even the music, dude. Right. And I love it when he comes out with his leather suit and those yep. chicks and that Italian dude. And the he's gloves. All, I even like Best Defense, the the movie and shit yeah, that yeah. fucking bombed or whatever the fuck. But I thought that shit was bomb-ass to me, dog. That's um, like him keeping it real, too, talking about the movies he made and how Best Defense sucked. Like, dude, it's the best when comics come out and just be real. Because right? that Best Defense is with uh, John Belushi, right, dude? No, it was a Dudley Moore. Damn. Yeah, it was a terrible movie. Stick to politics, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, dude, how was your experience at the Comedy Act Theater, dude, in L.A.? Well, it was it was good. I mean, I, I only went a couple times, and Jeff took me over there. Okay. And I remember uh, we went one time before we were going to Daily Planet, because I think Daily Planet was on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Started or later, like, like 10 yeah. p.m. or some shit. Yeah, so we did that first, and then... Uh, I did good and Jeff didn't do good and I, and I killed like to work, but I didn't really understand what killing was. I mean, I was only in the game not for even that long, you know, like three years maybe or whatever. Okay. But Jeff was like, "You all right?" Because he was driving back and he was like, and "I was just sitting in the car." He's like, Are "You okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, why?" He's like, "You fucking just killed it right now." You know what I mean? And you're just sitting there like fucking. Like, you didn't even understand what you did. I think I did. I know I did good. Okay. I, know I did well, but I didn't realize like a fucking how hard it is maybe to kill in a black room or intimidating it is. Okay. Or, you know, but I just said fuck it. I just did my shit. And, right. But I think you know maybe I didn't know enough to to get nervous or whatever. You know, and, and I was a little, on a little run doing these little Latino rooms. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. let me see what I can do right here. But Jeff knew it was my first time doing a black room like that, so. I guess he was looking at me like, dude, you all right? You didn't realize what you did right now. And I was you like, kind of couldn't believe it or what? Yeah, he was like, fuck. I guess he he could believe that i could do it but my reaction was like he was like what's wrong with you like you don't know what you just did right now like i was like oh okay <laughs> hell yeah dude and it's funny because i met you um dude i was fucking riverside doing spots fucking horrible shit dog at this place called limericks after i started in uh san Bernardino, my first actually ever like in front of a talent show and shit and uh talent show slash black fucking event for the sigmas okay <laughs> and uh yeah so this is this uh, asian chick michelle umali who's actually kind of funny oh, okay she's the one that said he's you're wasting your time over here man you got to go over there where all the mexicans and latinos are at and fucking wow, uh, all right in montebello's place called that. tortilla oh, yeah, oh, so you guys went to school together no nah, dude oh. she was doing she was doing spots all over southern california oh okay you know getting time and shit right and right. then she see me and she's all that's where you need to go and she's all she totally just broke it down dude don't go over there. Just listen. If you hear any stories, keep your fucking mouth shut. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of giving me pointers before I even stepped into that world. You know what I mean? To wow. fucking, you know, survive a, a, a bit. Filipinos helped you out a lot in your career. Was, yeah, man. <laughs> and she was, I think she was, she was all in love with Jeff and shit, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she opened I, up her wallet. There was a picture of him right there. Dude. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, fool, I didn't trippy. realize it. I, you know, me and Jeff lived together for a while. So yeah. she would come over from time to time. And then I remember one time I went to the Philippines and I was gone for like two weeks and he told me some <laughs> crazy shit that happened. And I was like, oh, what? Because it's a trip. When I met you, I already seen you guys on Que Locos. All right. Yeah. You know I mean, and that the one at that time being recorded, I think most of the time, recorded at the Ice House. Right. And you guys were already kind of blowing it up. And you guys already like, um, there was a scene establishing with all you guys. Fucking Felipe, Gabriel, you, him, Willie, coming later in the mix. Carlos Oscar, seen a lot. You know what I mean? Yep. 
So it was even Rudy Moreno and all those motherfuckers too. Gilbert. Yeah. Right? They were around before right. those other guys were even around. Because I think it was only like Rudy and Gilbert and... Willie back in the day? Yeah, but I think Larry Omaha before the... Yeah, Omaha. the great Larry Omaha. <laughs> yeah, dude. So fucking... Uh, I met you. Well, I, I, what I do? I went over there, started asking questions, and then... Uh, and, you know, you told me if you're always a comic and they're all fucking, then you checked in, you can't get any time, but come back next Wednesday and uh, go up. And you want to meet some of the comics. And I went back there. You introduced me to Felipe. And that fool was like, hey, how you doing? And then he took off with some chicks. Oh, wow. That's wow. how I remember. You hung out for a little bit and you took off. That's funny. I don't really even remember that exactly. Yeah, dude. That was fucking, that fool had short hair. You had hair. Right. <laughs> yeah, dog. That's when, dude, I remember you used to bust out the joke about, you know, fucking having gray hairs and showing up to the parent-teacher conferences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog. It yeah, was fucking trippy. Those jokes. Even at the bald spot, because it, it was like the monkeys. That's when yeah, I started losing I think, it. yeah, probably even before that, dog. Yeah, because I had just full on. I was at a lot of grays. You always had gray hair. I was 10 years old. Are you serious? Yeah. Was that just hereditary or just fucking motherfucker over there stressing out or something? People say it comes from stress, but they say it's mostly hereditary, dog. Yeah, because you see, you ever see those people that just have one gray hair patch and it's like Like a patch? Yeah, like chicks usually have it. Like, or that's weird, but. I've seen kids born with those little patches of white hair. Yeah. And then no one else in my family has really gray hairs until later on. Are you serious? You were the only one, dog? 10 years old, had gray hair. He was an anomaly. Yeah, I think it was the last born. You get all the bad, the, <laughs> the runt of the litter. You get all the, this the, the leftover shit. That's why I was saying I got arthritis and psoriasis, flat feet, gray hair, balding. <laughs> like I got all the fucking, I'm the Danny DeVito of the twins thing. <laughs> Killing me, dog. And where are you from originally? Uh, my parents are from the Philippines. I was born in Taiwan. And my brothers, my dad was in the Navy, so we were born. We military were born, child? Yeah. Military or children? Brat. Yep, so we were born all over the world. My brother's in Guam and my sister Virginia, and then I was Damn. made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where. And then uh, we grew up. My dad moved to Long Beach. We moved to Long Beach because uh, there was a military base there, okay. Terminal Island. So we lived in the Navy project housings for a while, and then we moved out to Wilmington, and then from there to Cerritos. Okay. So always, like, in that area? Yep. Cerritos, we moved into in 1975, 1976. Damn, we were we were building, uh, putting like building trees in the backyard and stuff, and digging up cow bones and shit because it was all like dairy. Are you serious? Yeah, dude? yeah. So it's like, I don't know, pretty crazy. Well, it's a trip though because as far as the dairy um, industry goes, it used to be around that area. Norwalk had a lot of dairies yep. and a lot of farmland. Then that shit moved out towards like the greater los angeles area the tip of the inland empire right there in chino and all, all right. that shit uh-huh. and uh, what, what are the parts like even riverside has remnants of those old dairies yeah because you drive by you smell it exactly right? and now that shit's all developed in places like used to be Mariloma, now it's called eastvale and now all those uh, dairy places are moving towards the high desert dude they keep pushing that shit wow. east wow wow further and further huh? oh yeah man but is the pasture all right for that over there for well, the, the more east they go it's, it's getting more I, to I, the desert right? totally but uh, I don't know what's up with that shit, dude. Or let's say they import the alfalfa, you know what I mean? Wow, wow, yeah. But that's a trip, dude. That's a <laughs> fucking definitely a Cali thing right there, uh, Southern Cali thing. And when did you start comedy, dude? Were you already in college or out of college or what? I I was uh, finishing college, and I always wanted to do it, but I never really did it. And then I, 
I went to Cal State Fullerton, and then there was a comedy night at the pub, so I went to go check it out. The Titans. The Titans, yes. Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> we had a student union pub, and there was a comedy show there, and I went to check it out, and it was Willie Barcena. Are you serious? Yeah, and he was headlining it, and I was like, well, I was so impressed. I was like, damn, this Latino cat, he's like young. Really? You know, he's though. representing Latino people smart, and he's funny. He had that joke about where they were broke, and... The, the ride in front of the store, you know, and he didn't have money, so his mom just put him on and shook his head back and forth. Like, hey, um, and then he had the pants about he grew up with sisters and the jeans he had to wear. This, but I just remember he was killing it, dude, in, in the college. He's the only one you seen, or was there an opening act or what? Well, um, I, there might have been an opening act. You don't even remember. I don't remember. But you remember I, seeing him? I remember seeing Willie. Was and then Will- I remember telling him, nice set afterwards. Like, Were you met him and everything? I just briefly, and I said, nice set. And she you had the earrings hand. on, the little hoops? <laughs> I think so. He was wearing like the kind of like a white shirt, gray jacket, like looking like fucking James Dean or some shit. And okay. I was like, man, that's cool, dude. Latino cats like representing well. You know? Solid. Solid. And like probably doing like clubs all across the United States. You know what I mean? Okay. And I was like, this is fucking badass. What year was that, dog? Well, I graduated in like, I think like 93. Five, so okay. it must have been like ninety four, maybe. It was he already on tel- on television? I don't think at that he time? did any Tonight Show appearances really? yet. No. He was already like a solid headliner. Yeah, well, I mean, he was doing colleges and stuff, and he was doing it was a pub. It wasn't like the arena or anything, but still, right. it was like. But he was holding it down. Like, Damn, dude! I didn't know. I don't know. Willie was the first time you seen call because the first time I think I seen dude. It's funny, live comedy, dude. But I only caught the last of it. Is Carlos Oscar at RCC when I was going to community college there, dude, in Riverside. Oh, okay. And I was later talking to Felipe about that. And he said, dude, I was on that show, fool. Oh, wow. Yeah, dog. Wow. It's trippy, dog. That's wild, huh? It's a fucking, it's a small world, dude, in that sense. Yeah, I never thought that that dude would be helping me out later on. Trippy, you know huh? what I mean? Because via meeting him through Felipe and Jeff, like, well, so. Did yeah. You, did you ever tell that fool about that meeting or anything? Or? Yeah, I've talked to Willie about it before. He he, he doesn't remember it, <laughs> but he was like, you know, what are you talking about bro. Yeah, he remembers playing that place over there. Oh, okay. And, yeah, but he didn't remember me like. Cause he's not gonna remember someone saying "nice set." You know what <laughs> I mean? And I thought I was like knowing comedy by saying like, "Oh, nice set, right, right, good right, right, set," right. you know. But I was like, you know, it was cool. Instead of some people don't know, hey, good routine, or, you know what <laughs> what <laughs> good shtick, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you see him do comedy and then, all right, so what, that triggers some shit that you can do it or what the fuck? I don't know if I might have been on stage before that, or I think that was the first show I seen. And then since then I started wanting to do comedy. And okay. Then, and then, uh, um, that's when I, uh, did this spot called Golden Sales in Long Beach. And it was like, a I had all my friends come from the library. I worked at the library. Okay. And I fucking did this whole fucking joke about uh, the stocking shit putting over my head and pulling it back and looking Chinese eyes and later on they told me that was Mencia's bit right right yeah that little... I didn't know that you know what I mean and I did it and I was like robbing us I was hacky shit <laughs> you don't know if I have a gun you don't know if I have a knife this like doing Mexican judo and putting the stocking on and stuff but I killed because there's all my friends there so they were like oh you're great <laughs> and then I did it uh, set at the comedy store yeah I thought I was killing I was like you know I was supposed to do like five minutes I ended up doing like 13 and I Damn. was like this is easy like in my mind I was like <laughs> I mean Kiwi Rogers was there said, this is and easy. he was headlining <laughs> and uh, he was just looking at me shaking his head like fucking dumbass don't know shit motherfucker when uh when you were doing your set, you seen him? No, afterwards when I was talking <laughs> to the fucking promoter, and I was like, "Yeah," he was like, "You you just ran the light," and I was like, "Yeah," 
You know, I'm supposed to do five. I did 13. I was all happy, you know. Like, like you took no concept. No concept at all. And I go, this is easy. Like, and then Kiwi's just shaking his head. I seen him at the bar. And uh, later on, I ended up seeing Kiwi on TV and, and fucking some, you know, pretty big shit. And I was oh, like, wow, damn, dude. that was that dude, you know. So, really, dude? Yep. And, uh, yeah, and I went up there. And then, and then I got, like, six months later, I did a spot at the comedy store. Okay. And, uh. How did I that go, dude? bombed hard. None of my friends showed up. Was that the Sunday calm. night potluck or what? It was this thing they had for funniest librarian. In my, because, <laughs> yeah. Fucking Dewey Decimal System. Right? This because I serious? performed in front of all my friends at the librarian, and then the, like, the librarians heard about it. And they were like, look at this ad. It's on the comedy store. We're looking for the funniest librarian. It's so all like, you. Yeah, so I thought they were all going to go, and they were always going to do it. and <laughs> <laughs> no one showed up. I remember back in the comic store pacing back and forth. And, and it was in the OR, I think, right? And then I fucking bombed hard. They would call me pervert. Shut up, dude. I had this joke Tough about, crowd. Yeah, Tough crowd. Masturbating with butter. And I was like jacking off. Is that that imperial yeah. joke? Yeah. And I go, dude, and that's I was funny, like, though. Brum, brum, brum. like, there's a crown on my head, right? And I was like, this isn't butter. But one black dude in the back was like, hey, man, fuck what they say. That shit was funny. That imperial joke. Like, fuck them. Was that a comedian? or? Yeah, it was a comedian. Really? I don't know who it is to this day. But uh, And then I didn't do it for a long time. That's when I met Jeff. And uh, my friend Mondo, he was like, yeah, there's this funny kid. He's from La Puente. They call him La Puente Bad Boy. Oh, like, he damn, does comedy. Bro. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to introduce you. Because Mondo was there at my first show. Uh, at, with the library heads because he knew all them stuff. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, so he was he introduced me to Jeff. Really? Yeah. Because Mondo used to DJ at this place called Mister Billiards. Oh, in wow, Baldwin dude. Park or something like that. Okay. It was all tweakers out there. It was open till like Damn. all night, twenty four hours. And yeah, he introduced me to Jeff, and then that's when Jeff gave me the spot for the first time at Wild Coyotes. But it was tortillas back then, I think. Was it tortillas then, or was it? Uh... No, it was Gotham's. Gotham's. Gotham's okay, yeah, it was Gotham's. And how that shit go? Is that when it first started clicking or what? Yeah, I did all right. I did all right. And Jeff hugged me before. He's like, you sure you want to go up? I was like, yeah. This but my thing was, because he, he was throwing me the wolves, I think. Mm -hmm. But my thing was, that I need to know if I can do this or not. That's what I was told Jeff. So I'm just going to go for it. So that's really kind of like your first official spot in a comedy setting besides those the that uh that those two other places that librarian competition and then yeah. all your librarian friends coming to long beach checking you out yeah i never knew about open mics none of that shit. i never knew no nothing i didn't know any really comedians really at all just what i seen eddie murphy in high school and stuff damn like that, but and that like got you like ingrained in the latino scene you started fucking with it then or like yeah i like, was getting stomach aches because jeff was trying to he was calling me all the time hey man i need you to host the first part of the show and really at the first few times, all right, but after a while, I was like, "Fuck, it's it fucking sucks." People know your fucking little three minute, four minute jokes you had. And I was doing fart jokes and shit. And I mean, it was, I mean, <laughs> and how'd you get through? I know what you're talking about, dude, because it fucking gets stuck there, and it's just a whole. It's almost like you go fucking. What can I say? You get like, uh, you have like writer's block. There's like you can't even do anything else. Yeah. Dude. And um, the it's a different type of pre pressure that I, I don't think you can feel in any other type of uh, profession or job, dude. Yeah, and you know those same people are going to be there, and they Fuck heard yeah, the same dude. thing. They have regulars, dude. Yeah, it's like really bad. And were they talking shit to you back then? Yeah, they were, I think they were. But like, <laughs> but I, in my mind, remember I was telling you earlier. It was like, more, more. No, I just thought I killed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did good, you know what I mean? It was just the ignorance of it. But I just it took me a while, a few years before 
um, I, I realized I was bombing and not doing well. Really? I remember driving in the car and I was in the back seat with, and Willie was driving and Felipe was sitting shotgun. And Willie was talking about some chick and then he was saying that, you know, she doesn't even know that she bombs or, I mean, you know, and everyone thinks like they, they're so good and no one realizes they bomb for like, like Willie was saying, I didn't think I, I, I was bombing until maybe four, three or four years into it. I just thought I killed all the time. Damn. And when he said that, I was like, oh, shit. It made me look at myself. Like, well, yeah. Starting to realize it. Yeah. I'm not fucking killing up there. I'm not <laughs> crushing. I'm bombing. And Willie said he always thought there was going to be someone in that crowd, like, from NBC or someone to discover him. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. That's what he was like. Oh, so he's always make sure he's on his shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. But the reality of it, no one's really going to be doing a show somewhere in the hood and someone from industry. I don't know. You know, the likeness of that happening is like old stories like that happen that happen in real time <laughs> right 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 place at the right time type shit yeah once in a million well i guess if you build up and you get to you're working the clubs and the circuit but willie probably was talking about just doing these little bars and shit you know what i mean and that, that executive that fucking said fuck it i'm just gonna take a turn and take a get a couple drinks at this spot just naive when you're growing up in <laughs> comedy thinking you know it or you don't you know and it took you a while to get on your feet before you started doing your like being solid and yeah, I think Jeff wrote a lot of my first jokes. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. But the first joke I know that I wrote was the brother-in-law joke because it was just talking about my family and being okay. Filipino. So it was coming off on the Asian tip. And I think that helped because everyone was talking about Latinos, blacks, or whites. So, oh, here's the fucking funny Asian dude. So okay. I kind of had that almost the ho 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 or whatever. Right that yeah. Where now I look at it, it kind of sounds hacky and stuff. But I was like doing that shit like fucking 95, 94, 96, you know? Right, like, days ago, like 20 years ago. I had that, if I ruled the world, I'll change all traffic law. Like fucking. That Nas song? Yeah. But I was like, oh. But I started doing songs and parodies and I had the Michael Jackson bits. Right. For years they were calling me, hey, it's a Michael Jackson guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. That shit is hilarious, though. But I was going to ask you, dude, as far as your family, dude, like, all right, you said it's your brother, it's your brother-in-law, um, and you do have a black brother-in-law. How was it for your family when your sister started dating that? Was it really a little bit racist or no? In the beginning, they didn't yeah, think it was going to laugh or what's with that? They got well, over my mom would, would say, like, oh, your kids are going to have kinky hair. Like, Oh, she, she, was, she didn't want that little hair or what? No, <laughs> no, not at all. And for my sister, they, you know what I mean? Like. My sister dated a lot of guys, white guys and stuff like this uh -huh. and that, but I also thought they were dicks and assholes, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, and then I guess once they seen my sister's kid come out and, you know what I mean? They so it took a while for, it was till the kids were born when they actually I think gave so. that full they, acceptance? Yeah, I think so, or they realized it's the real deal. And then the more they realized, uh, the more they met, knew my brother-in-law, they realized how much alike he is to my father. Like, oh, really? I mean? Yeah, so... He take he has a good likeness to my dad I think and his character and his personality. Okay. So I think that's why my sister gravitated towards that too because she's oh, the only wow. girl and there's like three of three boys in her. So. Okay. And then, and I was I was, was cool with it you know they were cool with it but it was just weird you know like my, my mom saying oh your kids are gonna be dark they're gonna have kinky <laughs> hair you know but she loves all her nieces Damn, and her dude. Our children like it's great. That's hilarious, dude. But yeah, it was my first joke I ever wrote was the brother-in-law, and it was a play with words, and it was like, okay, okay that ended up being my style, kind of like, you know. Fuck yeah. Hey, dude, what were the TV shows? I mean, because I know like the early Latino stuff was like Culture Clash, Funny is Funny. Did you ever do Funny is Funny? 
Uh, I I don't think I did funny as funny. You did que locos though when it was at yeah. the ice house, right? Yeah. When it was like locos. hosted by like Carlos Oscar, right? Yeah. Like before it started be getting hosted by Mike Robles, right? Before yeah, because it it was like that. at the they, the original one was with that dude Happy from Texas, right? Oh man, yeah, I don't even remember that. No, okay. And then they had the uh, Mike Robles had comedy picante. And then they had that that one that was record, Que was recorded at the Ice House. I mean, I see Sebastian on that shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Ernie G. And then um, Mike Robas got a hold of it and kind of made it all hip. And that's where, like, um, Felipe was on there a lot. I mean, he was they on those other ones. Heads up with BET and stuff. Right, like that. dog. It was, like, fucking yeah. starting to blow up kind of nasty, dude. Right. When did, like, Jeff Valdez and them have that one? They did CTV. They did, they did Culture Clash. They Culture did Funny is Funny. Yeah, that's where I remember seeing Jeff for the first time, but it was later after I did comedy, and I was like, oh, this fool was on Culture Clash? I was like... Because he even, he was on, like, uh, that, that local slam that Mencia hosted, right? I That was, so. like, his first spot when he was, like, 16 on HBO. Yeah, right? dude, wearing, like, gloves on and fucking <laughs> boots and shit and a fucking cut-off jean jacket. Was that just a take on the dice band or what? I think so. I don't know, but... It was like a dice fan and all that. Jeff told me some of his first jokes he ever did. He would he did not transition, so he would tell a joke and then he would turn around, and then fucking start the next joke and then turn around. Well, he's been in circles. So okay. Those were his transitions. Because with the whole leather jacket thing and the boots and the whole uh, La Puente bad boy and all that. Yeah, shit, right? <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Um, and then w- w- dude, around that time that we were fucking uh, that I was doing my confirmation and you were being my sponsor, right. AK Nino or whatever the fuck you want to say. Um, you were doing a were you doing the talent agency at that time or just wrapped oh, yeah. it up? Yeah, that, that was, was all you by yourself. Yeah, UPN. It's like they wanted uh they wanted comedians that didn't have like uh were not SAG or after yet. So, okay, so that kind of eliminated a lot of people because they were already doing stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So I didn't have any of that. Didn't do no TV credits really yet. So I was going up against a lot of I think rookies and shit like that. So, but I won like thirteen episodes straight, like fucking. And I was getting ready to go to season two, and they were gonna—I was gonna battle the winner from there. But I, I went on first and just knocked everybody out one after the next, and they were all like shaking in their boots. They were like, "Fuck!" And it was great. And then that show got canceled after like the third episode. <laughs> but it was Alex Thomas was the host, and uh, Eva Longoria. Damn. Yeah, and um, dude, I was just killing every episode, and then it was like four-minute sets, and I had like thirteen of them all out. And, and then I found out later because I signed the rights away to it. They did some other show and they had me going up. They were taking that footage and they had me going up against some little black kid. Really? On yeah, I don't know what UPN or one of those networks Just edited it and edited manipulated it, out, yeah, it. And it ended that I lost and shit. Really? Some shit, yeah. But they were like, I seen you on BT or this and that. I seen really? You on, on UPN. And I was like, I never fucking did any of those shows because I've always wanted that footage because I always thought, man, that's thirteen sets of fucking good four minutes of all my shit like different. You know what I mean? But Fuck I was yeah. like going, I was backstage in my dressing room trying to break up my set. and, this and Really? That. Like working really meticulously to fucking have it down? Yeah. And they said pack clothes if you're going to be there for like four shows is if you end up winning. And then I couldn't leave the lot. So I had to pack clothes for four shows and I fucking won all four. And then they had to let me go. So I had to go home and get more clothes and change the clothes. Really? Yeah, and I remember being stuck in that lot because, like, when you lose, you got to go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was just winning, like, fucking show after show after show, and I was there all day. I was fucking for two days straight, man, the whole weekend. I was just there filming all that shit. It's crazy, man. Alex Thomas was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I want to be in McDonald's commercials like you. You know what I mean? But they edited it out and stuff oh, okay. like that. Yeah. 
But Eva Longoria was telling me, oh, you're funny and this and that. And this is before anything. Desperate shit. Housewives. Before or... that, yeah. It must Damn. have been. That's a trip, dude. Yeah, right. And yeah. did that give you a little more like star power? Because when did you start like going out, headlining, and doing road trips by yourself, doing 45? Oh, man, that must have not been for a, a while. Like even after I – because I was opening up for Jeff for a while. Okay. You know, so then um, maybe from there I was getting a little – private parties and house gigs and doing stuff like that but okay um man i probably like 10 8 8 to 10 years into it before i started maybe going on my own okay but i don't think i really was in a rush man i think i was just like let me go to these rooms and just smash it everywhere i can and just put okay. a little you know and then get whatever tv and stuff i can and that was my mentality like because like jeff kept telling me oh you're not ready bro <laughs> <laughs> though you, know, you ain't ready you're though. not ready so everyone's just ready to do it and do it. So I see some young guys come up now and they're fucking ready headlining or doing that. I go, fuck, really, dude? Like, <laughs> Pump you your brakes, like, dog. Yeah. How'd you get so much so fast or whatever? Are you, are you stealing shit? Or how you, <laughs> how you getting here? And it's trippy, though, dude. Fucking, because um, your comedy's taking you to like different parts of the world, too. But I mean, again, those are all relationships that you built since you started doing comedy, right? Yeah, just like how Jeff helped me out like that. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias put me on the map globally, you know. Okay. I got to do the USO tour with him. It was me, Gabriel, the Yin Yang Twins. Really? Chuck Liddell and uh, Maya, some chick. I can't remember her name right now. Is that Ghetto Superstar chick? No, but she was this Latina chick. And she oh, was I singing. I think Russell Peters dated her for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck was Chuck Liddell doing on that tour? Just the... Public appearance or what? Yeah, and shaking people's hands. He didn't really talk. He had a guy that brought with him that was kind of talking, and then he ended up signing autographs and stuff. But he didn't last the tour. He got kicked out like the second day. What was that all about? Dude, he was fucking partying, getting fucked up, and the USO place. You know what I mean? Like we went to Alaska, and he, dude, he was like partying with all the officers and really. But the ladies, their their wives and shit, and the guys were out on fucking overseas or there whatever so he was getting fucked up and then like i guess boning them or passing them <laughs> out and roofing them shit taking really, them back dog. to his room yeah one girl i guess that he left in the hall lobby hallway and she just passed out and she was throwing up on herself but she probably was like choking almost died damn are you serious like, it's something crazy like that and then they end up kicking him off the tour and were you guys just doing it like a show like comedian after comedian and musical act or what yeah, musical act to open up the show, and then just it was me and Gabriel, the only comics. Okay. Ying and Twins would perform, and then Chuck Dell would be there waving shit. <laughs> when we when we first got to, we had to go to fly to New York first. Okay, right? so we get to the hotel, and I would see the Ying Yang Twins in the van, and they're like, yang, 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 like "Are you and serious?" Chuck Liddell's like got a pillow. And he's like, "Oh fuck, man, we gotta do a whole tour with these fucking guys. They're gonna be fucking like <laughs> the whole time." But oh. it turned out they they were really cool, but. Um, Chuck Liddell was saying that he had five hotel rooms in that that uh, hotel that we stayed at in New York for the first night. Damn. And he was boning different chicks, and he was just had different girl in each room, and he was like, really? Yeah, he would bone a chick, and then he'd say, "I'm gonna go get ice," and then he'd just take the ice bucket and then throw it in the hallway and go to the next room. And then I was like, "Oh, is that why they call you the Ice Man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get Ice Man." <laughs> what the hell say, dude? He was laughing, shook his head. Are you serious? Gabriel was laughing because we were all on the bus when, we, when he was telling us that he was doing that shit. Damn, dude! So, so that, that was, was an indicator of what, how the trip was gonna be. You know what I mean? Really, like, dog? I guess he was just—I don't know if it's a steroids or what, or I don't know what—but the fucker was like 
I guess they're horny or some shit. <laughs> but they was they was going to eat five different rooms. And then when we went to Alaska, it was the first stop. That shit happened on the first night. And then he was gone. Really, dude? Yeah. And I remember leaving because the bus was going to leave at 6 in the morning. So I was in the lobby going into the elevator. And they were bringing up fucking... Um, Chuck Liddell was coming down the elevator. I was in the elevator with him too, and he was like, "Man, they're sending me home and shit." And I was, like, was he all bummed or what? Yeah, he was bummed. You could still smell alcohol in his breath. He was fucked up. They had MPs on him and shit. Like Shut that. up, yeah, dog. They took him away. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Iceman, dog. Yeah. Well, the I don't know if where were we at? Were Korea the first night? I don't know what. I don't know what. It was Alaska where he got ended up booted, but before that, we I think we might have went to. Because we did another show, and we flew in helicopters and shit. And, and is that when he was, like, super famous and shit? It was towards the end of his career, right? Okay. But I was sitting right by the fumes in the helicopter, and I started to feel like I'm going to throw up. I'm going to barf. I'm going to really? barf. Really? Yeah, What's so up with I that? took my hat off, and I barfed in my hat. And they were, like, doing some signal for throw up. They gave me a bag and shit. But I was, like, going like this. I was going to throw up, and Chuck Liddell was right, right, right next to me in the front of me. And I almost threw up on him, bro. And Damn. I was like, fuck. But he told me later, man, if you would have thrown up, it's a good thing you held it and put it in that bag. Because if I would have seen it, I would have threw up right after you. And it would have been everyone been barfing in the fucking helicopter. Damn. But that's crazy trying not to throw up. And it's Chuck Liddell looking at me. And I was like, fuck. My motherfucker would knock your ass out, dog. He'll probably knock me ass out now because I'm telling this fucking story. <laughs> 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 fucking Chuck Liddell, dog. And how was that tour? How many cities was that shit, dude? All we did, bases? We did eight. Yeah, eight. Eight. Cities or country, I don't know, in eight days, so around the world in eight days. Are we you started serious, off here, dude? New York, to like whatever, and then it went ended up going all the way around. So we did like um, Turkey, uh, Afghanistan, Korea. Uh, we did a base in Alaska. Was that Stand Up Revolution days or way before that? Uh, way before that. Wow, dude. I don't know, way before that, but but before that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then from there, in that, I ended up going back with Gabriel to the Middle East and doing a show with the uh, Prince. How was that shit, dude? That was pretty cool. It was a great experience. The Saudi? Yeah. Arabia? Prince, Prince of Saudi Arabia. And the women have to stay on one side. The men have to stay on another side. Even the, you go to McDonald's, separate entrances and stuff like that. Really? You can't fuck around over there? Nah, dude. They have religious police there. And they're making sure you don't, like, can't talk certain politics and religion and you know, no sexual content and stuff. And really, dude. Yeah, and Larry Omaha went with us. He got banned, and he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, what Larry. did that fool get banned for, huh? <laughs> yeah. He has the joke about Michael Jackson dying and going to heaven. He's having a discussion with Jesus. I don't know if you remember that joke. And God's like, Vaguely, "Why did yeah. you change your nose that I gave you? And why did you change this and then your skin color?" Like, but just him impersonating God, having a conversation with Michael Jackson was so like you, know, you can't you fuck can't, with that. Can't fuck with that. Like, was he know. able to finish the bit, or after he was done, they told him you're done? And yeah, he finished the bit, and then he finished the tour. But after that, they said he can't, he couldn't come back. So it wasn't nothing bad to where they stopped it. But at the end of the tour, they were like t- telling him he he can't come back ever to Saudi Arabia. I don't know if there was really a demand for it or whatever, but. <laughs> He can't, he couldn't come back with Gabriel. Fucking dude. I imagine if he did go back, he probably just don't do that joke. They probably wouldn't. <laughs> Out of all the people, though, because he's like, yeah, you got to be squeaky nice, clean. Yeah, he is. And TV friendly. And, this fool. And that joke, there's no profanity in it. But there's the fact nothing. that he's impersonating God. The man know, upstairs, you can't fuck with that. Not in their eyes. You know, we don't hold light to anything that should be. And you only went to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, well, from there, I did. Um, they. 
Jordan, they had the Amman Jordan Festival, comedy festival, the first really? one. Really? Yeah, and then I was able to go there. And then from there, I met other contacts. And then I did uh, shows like in um, um, oh, Qatar, where they're going to have the World Cup. Really, dude? Yeah, and, and Doha. And that's by yourself? By yourself? Yeah, I went by myself. And it's one of the biggest paydays I've ever had in my life. And then I ended up going out with Ahmed Ahmed. And he took me to Egypt. And we did a few runs over there. And um, did a show with Michael Che. You remember who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live right that now. That brother? Yeah, yeah. He was like, we did a show in Egypt. He's like, any black people here? And there was like, no one clapped at all. He's like, I can't believe it. My first time in Africa and I'm the only nigga here. <laughs> did he they was, get it? He was killing with it. Yeah, really? he was killing with it. Yeah. That's some good times. I met a man, take, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't think I'd ever be able to do all the things I have if it wasn't for the connections and friendships that I've made through comedy. Okay. You know? So it's really cool. And it's going on till today. Like people go to my shows right now and they tell me, oh yeah, um, the people who sell the tickets for my show, they're okay. saying, oh yeah, well, do you know Gabriel Iglesias? Well, this guy opened for Gabriel many years and they're like, oh, okay. So that's how I sell a majority of my tickets is because like, you know. Through friends and connections I've made. It's pretty, oh, fuck yeah, crazy. dude. So, like, I don't know. It's, to me, it's like, you got to be cool with people, you know? And 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 you be able to work with everybody. Hell yeah, know? dude. And you learn from mistakes and shit. Fucking stay ethical, dude, with a good little moral compass and shit. And, and do your homework, right? Oh, hell yeah, dog. Know who Rob Schneider is. <laughs> this <one. laughs> You told me that story earlier, dude, but... uh. I remember when you were doing that, when you were working with that fool, and like, how did you get hooked up with him? Like, how did he find out who Edwin San Juan was? Because I and I never even knew till that point to add that uh, he was a half Filipino. I just thought he was just like some, you know, some Schneider. Right? Yeah, he looked kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, his mom's Filipina. But um, yeah, I I met him through Gabriel again because I was wor- doing a working a weekend with Gabriel in Schomburg at the Improv. Illinois. Yeah, Chicago, okay. uh, Sean Bird, the, the improv there. And uh, he was doing the 8 o'clock show. Gabriel was doing the 10. So I mean, he was leaving the green room and heading out. And then I was one of the first or second guys up or something like that. So he's, when I got done, there, the manager was like, oh, Rob Schneider really liked you. And he stayed for your whole set. And he was asking what your name was and, wow, that and what your contact info is. So just to let you know, we gave Rob Schneider your contact info. And I was like, all right, cool. That's fucking awesome, you know? Damn. And then Gabriel was like, oh, I got to meet him. But, you know, he, Gabe was kind of like, I want to work with Rob Schneider. <laughs> I go, dude, you get everything. <laughs> you want to work with Deuce Bigelow? Yeah. But, yeah, he was doing Deuce and all that stuff. Already done, right? So, and then... Uh, Time passed. I never heard from him. Next thing you know, I was at home in Cerritos, my mom's backyard, probably smoking something. You know, I get a call <laughs> and I look. I didn't recognize the number. I answered it and he was like, it's Rob Schneider. And I was fucking holding my phone that looking at it like, damn, like pacing in my backyard. Talking really, to him. dude? He's like, yeah, I really liked your set. Hope you don't mind. I got your number from the improv. And, you know, <laughs> you're Filipino. I'm Filipino. We got to make stuff happen. You know, Filipinos stick together. You know, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, fuck yeah, Rob. Like, you know, so I'm sick. smiling ear to ear fuck right yeah, now. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> hell yeah, you know, like you don't know how happy I am right now. I was telling him, he's like, yeah, really, dude. I'd love for you to write. We could work together or something, you know. I'll keep you in mind. And then from there, he would call me if I had jokes about certain subjects. Like the World Cup was going on right now. Well, at that time, okay, so he was asking me for jokes. And I was excited. I, I think I told Felipe. Okay, you know, I was telling fools, and Felipe was giving me jokes also. You know. 
and and Rob liked them, and then from there, he hell was yeah, like, he said, I'm gonna do a sitcom. I'm, it's in the mix, you know. But you know, once you come work with me, I'm gonna do the San Jose Improv. You know, and you can open up for me. And I was like, cool. So I drove down there, up there, and then you know, it was like half hour. Just I found out I didn't know there was. I thought it was gonna feature. Okay, it was just two man show. You know, oh I, really? I did half hour, and he did his hour, and uh, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna kill. I'm just gonna go up there and be clean <laughs> and. You know what I mean? I don't want to just fucking. I don't want to. I want to make sure that I do what I'm supposed to do here. Fucking so me and Rob are cool at the end of this and stuff. But I don't know. What got over me, man. The first night I went there was packed San Jose and Filipinos and everyone there. You know, and I started doing my shit and started digging them out, man. Fucking cussing though and talking about like doing sex jokes and I don't know <laughs> whatever. But I was just digging them out like. Damn! Man. Hell yeah. And I look and I see in the back and Rob Steiner's back backstage and he's pacing back and forth, like pulling his hair and his head, like he's like, What am this guy doing? And you know, and I oh shit, what am I doing? Like I thought I was gonna like be cool, like, you know, and slow it down or something. But I just I don't know, I guess I couldn't resist the full crowd. I think just him <laughs> out like a, so uh and then and then to top it off, and I'm seeing him pace back and forth and they give me the light, all right, I'm wrapping it up and and then and I forget his name, you know what I mean? So I'm looking back there, and then he looks at me, and he's like, oh, my God. Because I was like, you guys ready to can't come see who you come to see? And the whole time, I'm like, oh, my God, what's his name again? And he's looking, and he's pacing back and forth. And, and I was just like, nobody oh. popped out from the crowd and go, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready? You guys ready? And then he was just moving his hands like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I was thinking in my head of uh, Adam Sandler's friend, you know. And you said it? No, I was oh. going to say that. I was going to be like, oh, but I didn't. And then someone yelled out in the crowd, Rob Schneider. And I was like, yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with no further ado, Rob Schneider. And then he shook my hand after, and then he was like, and then we talked afterwards, you know. After a set? After a set. And he was like, man, you mind cleaning it up a little bit? Don't be so vulgar. And <laughs> letting the F-bombs and all that stuff out of the bag. You know, save it for the headliner. You know what I mean? Let the headliner do it. Like, just. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. And then the rest was, of the week, I, I cleaned it up. And I didn't, I was clean and stuff, you know. But they did a write-up on the paper, and they were saying how he wasn't funny. He's was talking about he has a dog bit or something like that. And uh -huh. Nothing's really changed from his comedy and nothing. But they were like, but the feature act or the opener, Edwin San Juan, was a, on the other hand, this is that. <laughs> so then after that, he was fucking, the call stopped. Like, and you only worked with him that one weekend? Yeah, just that one weekend. Oh, wow, dude. And then he, I was writing for him, helping him do stuff with you probably was taking my ideas and taking to the board meeting and they're probably mm -hmm. like loving it or some shit and then and then next thing you know uh, i see that his thing came on tv and it was like oh but i never got a call for it and i heard nothing and <laughs> i was like oh well fuck that shit up <laughs> that's Fucking not how to do Edwin, shit and Adam. i knew it in my head that okay i'm gonna play it smart and i don't i, just, I didn't play it smart man i got uh, Adam Sandler's friend <laughs> in his head. Yeah, and it's Rob Schneider. My God, that's fucking. And the terrible. dude like that was probably just fucking losing it when you couldn't even remember his name. Dude. No, no, right? Because because I'm killing like up there, like fucking having the time of my life, destroying it in my mind. And at that time, was he just coming back to stand up from a long hiatus or what, dude? Yeah, yeah. So imagine, right? Not doing comedy, you have to keep your fucking legs oh, fresh. Fuck yeah, dude. And then doing movies and stuff like that, but. So I guess that's why there were people there writing and doing a write-up on them and stuff. But, you know, comedy's no joke. Hell no. And you had your run-in with celebrities that liked you too, huh? Like, yeah, they all die. 
after they fucking see me and believe in me and want to help. Like Anna Nicole Smith was one of them. She seen me at the Laugh Factory. And I guess she apparently loves Filipinos because like it's her interior designer at that time for that show she was on. Oh, wow, dude. was Filipino. So she was just like, she seen me at the Laugh Factory and I walked out and I was smoking a cigarette and everyone was like, dude, Anna Nicole Smith saw you. She loved you. She, she's going to talk to you. She, you know, she's going to talk to you. Sure enough, she came out and she's like, oh my God, you're so funny. I only talked to her for a few minutes, but she's like, I want to help you and this and that. And I was like, oh, that, fuck yeah, you know, and like, thanks. That would be great. Like, And then she like died like uh, two weeks later or a week you're later. You're lying, dog. Yeah. They died, bro. They want to help me. And then they like, Chris Penn is the other dude that did a show in Santa Monica. Fuck, dude. Sean Penn's brother? Yeah, Sean Penn's brother. The guy from Footloose and everything. I okay. even talked to him. And I'm a fan. He's Reservoir like, Dogs. And he was like, no, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah. Hitting you back with it that way? Because I was telling him, oh, I love your movies. I've seen this and that. And I'm a big fan. And he's like, no, I'm a fan, dude. You're, you're, you're amazing. I want to help you. And then he died like a week later. Too. Are you serious, who? Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm telling people, like, don't believe in me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude, real quick, dude. How was Anna Nicole Smith back then, dude, When like, before she died? When she, you talked to her, she's still like... Well, you know what? Maybe if, if she was all drugged out and thought I was fucking funny. This fool. But um, she still had her wits about her and stuff like that. But she was definitely, like, putting on more weight. It wasn't, like, the hot, hot, hot Anna Nicole Smith. But she still had a reality show. You know right. what I mean? Was she still banging a little bit, though? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You could put like 300 pounds on her. I think she's still really <laughs> hot. Damn. But not at the heyday of her like guest modeling days. When she was all like fucking first busted out and went to Playboy and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, dude. And you've always had like interesting little fucking write-ups. Talking about write-ups, you know, you're saying, you know, we got that write-up up there in, uh, at the San Jose Improv with, you know, Rob Schneider. It's like, yeah, I don't know about that dude, but, you know, his opener was good. Um, you had a good ass write up. I mean, it's it was bad for the LA County Sheriff's, but it was good for you. <laughs> and uh, and I guess it was a. It was, I mean, I, I think we talked about it a little bit right when it happened, but it was a real good show. But I guess a couple people got offended and then fed it to the press, and that's when it got all blown out of proportion. And it's back in the day when Lee Baca was the uh, sheriff of the LA County Sheriff's Department. Yeah, and Ooh. I don't know if it was election year, but people, a lot of people, wanted him out of office. So when they saw that he, they had me as a comedian, they thought it was in poor taste or and stuff because of all the accusations and stuff that he was going through already, you know. Really, so it was a couple of people that that had an end for him. Okay, that fucking made it. Is out that to what me. is that what went on? Because right now he got he's busted on obstruction charges. He might be facing some jail time. Yeah, he's facing three years. And uh, as of last Monday, uh, he petitioned a judge to let him out so he doesn't have to serve any time. And then to appeal his case, and he's all, now fuck that, you're serving time, dog. And there were obstruction of justice to a FBI uh, investigation into the uh, police or uh, deputy beatings of uh, inmates at the LA County um, uh, Twin Towers uh, jail. The facility, yeah, yeah the exactly. one you drive by on the freeway and you see it all gated yeah. up and stuff. And because you later ended up getting busted for that shit, dude. But how was your, like, did you did you kill it over that to show everything was all fucking badass and perfect, or was it a little tensioned up? I mean, you know, I felt a little tension in the beginning, but towards the end, they all lighted up. Like, and it was nice, you know, because I talked about everybody, not just one race. Right. And I did half an hour. So if it was bad, they would have stopped me at five minutes or seven minutes. Okay. 
And it was the whole thing. Big production. They picked me up in a squad car. Shut the fuck up, dog. Yeah, and I brought my mom. That's a day. Yeah, because the picture like, is you, your mom, and, uh, and, and, and Sheriff, Sheriff Lee Baca. Yeah. <laughs> Holding my award. They gave me an award. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I thought, this is great. It's going to be a luncheon. It's a daytime. I could take my mom to the event. We sat down and had lunch right there with the sheriffs. I didn't know they picked up a squad car, picked you up in a squad car. Yeah, right? it was the whole thing. Man. Really? Dropped dog. us off, picked us up. And uh, we, I, I did the show, and my mom was so proud of me. You know, <laughs> we're taking photos, you know what I mean? They were hanging out with the fuzz. <laughs> yeah, and they dropped us off, and everything was fine. Then I get home, and my emails are blowing up. Really, dog? Yeah, and then the uh, you know racist comedian. Yeah, know. that's what the little un, uh, title of it was. Caption dude. said that, right? Yeah, there you, you know, go. The film caption. at 11 and shit. Or yeah, dude, you, you were on the news and all that shit. Yeah, bro. I was on Channel Four, channel seven channel 11 channel 13 so that's what it was for like a, a political um it was an annual opponent election. yeah that, like, or a team that did an anti-baka piece in essence yeah i think they so. used you as the vehicle for it yeah and it was in bad taste and they were interviewing the sheriffs and they're like we had no idea the comedian was gonna do this but before i went on stage it's I a asked comedian the lady, dog come on i said is there any is there anything i need to do and keep my language clean or is there anything not to talk about she's like no we love you we've seen you before really dog yeah do what you do and do your thing have fun and, you know and then afterwards they gave me an award and we they took us home and everyone shook hands with us and they're taking photos like there was no problem at all you know? so it wasn't until like hours after so hours after that, I was on the news, and they were all racist, comedian, this and that. And my mom saw it, and she just saw us on TV, and she was like, "Oh my god, you're famous!" Like <laughs> she wasn't even putting together with the content of it. Right. And my sister called me; she was so worried. She's like, "Oh my god, is it just like Kramer? Like is your <laughs> career over now? Like, oh my god, are you worried?" Because that was just kind of right after that whole Kramer stuff happened. Damn, dude. With Kramer. Yeah, so my sister was all worried, and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> no, and the news people were like coming up to my house, and the van. Are you serious? Up. Yeah, dude? the van showed up. I was in the, the next morning. I was like smoking joint in my back, and then fucking Channel Seven news van comes out, and I'm in a robe and shit, in my pajamas and a robe. With so, class, smoking the joint in a robe, you know, in my backyard in the gazebo. You know, what I mean? rolling up a nice fatty, and the news van shows up, and so like. I went inside and I changed, put my clothes on and stuff, and it was Sid Fernandez from. Uh, Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, he's like, Edward, I'm a fan of you, and you're, I know you're a controversial comedian. I've seen your act before, and this and that. He's like, Mind if I ask you a few questions? And I was like, No, nah, no problem. And he was comparing me to like Lenny Bruce and shit like that. You know, <laughs> Shut people up, like speak dog. their mind and this and that. And I was like, Whoa, you're like controversial comedian. So I went from like international comedian traveling with gay roads around the world, and I come home now, and I'm a fucking I'm controversial comedian now. Damn, you know? dude. So if anything, people were saying, I don't know if he is or not, but I want to see for myself. You know, I'm okay. check out a show to see if he is, and I could judge or whatever. But I should have played it off like that. You know, see oh, for yourself. That's fucking nuts, dog. And after, did the sheriff's contact you after that or anything, or just left it, let it no, be? No, just let it be. And then uh, I called the lady, and I said, is there any problems? The news came here, and they were like, no, there's just a couple of ass people that whatever are against Sheriff Baca, and they had oh, out okay. to get him. So don't worry about it. We loved you, and everything's fine. <laughs> out to get him. Yeah. So That's nuts, dude. That's crazy. politics for you, dog. That is an elected position, dude, to be sheriff, dude. Man, I mean, to me, it was fortuitous because it was, it's better than a TV spot. Like, oh, fuck yeah. It was a mad news, buzz. Oh, yeah, like, whoa, like, people like can't get that kind of publicity. Fuck for, no, you got to pay life. for that shit, though. Yeah, Kayvon came up to me one time. He's like, I did that show last year. I didn't get on the news, you <laughs> fucking asshole. I was like, oh. 
But my brother, the night before, he's like, you're not worried about this show? And I was like, no, why? (laughs) He's like, it's sheriff's luncheon. You know, you have to worry about what you're saying or the content you talk about. Like, you worried about this shit? man. I ain't worried about it. Like, I'm doing my thing. They told me to do my thing. Hell yeah, man. Fuck. Well, keep doing your thing, dog. Yeah, you too, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Hey, thank you so much, dude. On the real, thank you very much for the love, dude. Fucking badass room here at the V Theater in uh, Vegas at Planet Hollywood, dude. And, uh, dude, keep shining, dude. And you do your show nightly yep yep 9 p.m every night at the v theater inside uh the miracle mile mall planet hollywood hell yeah dude yeah it's been uh three years going on so far and i just got approved for another two more fuck yeah dude i bought a house you know i'm living in vegas with the house paid for through comedy that's what's up dog yeah so i'm living the dream man living the dream fuck yeah dude we'll keep shining and thank you so much for doing the yeah man podcast yeah man thanks for having me bro fuck yeah dude about time fucker (laughs) yeah man late yeah man thank you very much for uh listening to the episode you guys keep shining out there thank you thank you very much for listening and i really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and we're going to keep pumping these out there's still no format as far as what days or whatnot but i'm looking to wednesdays and sundays because i gotta do these i gotta keep on putting it out and sometimes you know i slip and i slip because of laziness that's it man you got to go back to the uh, Stephen pressfield uh, ethic uh, not let resistance get you because I'll be chilling sometimes. I'll be at the airport with my little microphone. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Why pull it out? Why do it? And it's like, you know what? Fuck that, dude. I got to get out of that fucking, um, it's not a slump, but I got to get out of that fucking, um, I guess you can say, uh, that, uh, haze of laziness, dude. There's no excuse, dude. Fuck plateauing. It's time to reinvent the motherfucking wheel. And that's what we're doing here at the Yeah Man Podcast. Thank you all that are listening. Please, please, please go to iTunes and uh, leave a comment, dude. Talk some shit. Say some great shit. Say some bad shit. Whatever you have to say, but just say some shit. And uh, that's it, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to hit you with a song. Then I'm going to hit you with a little... uh, a little um, comedy at the end after the song, and uh, it's gonna be me live at uh in at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City. A little uh, ten uh, minute uh, routine there, and that way you can uh, you know shine some light on my stand up. Thank you very much. You guys be cool, and uh, have a wonderful rest of the week. Yeah, man. Peace. <laughs>
Yeah, my aunt works at a dildo factory. She makes minimum wage. She asked the boss, uh, can I get a raise? He told her to suck it up, you know? <laughs> and that's what he said. And then some people say, I look like Jay Leno and Rosie O'Donnell had a baby. They didn't have a baby, but if they did, this is what she looked like. <laughs> These are what they call jokes, Utah, you know what I'm saying? Entertainment, you know? Got the Utah Jazz over there, huh? You got the Lakers coming, shit. Yeah. I'll be doing no bullshit, huh? D'Angelo Russell's gonna tell on your ass. <laughs> yeah, I got a sports fan, I'm gonna end up back. Say what I need. It's all packed in here, huh? Like a coyote smuggled you guys in here, huh? Well, it's a coyote. Can you please explain that, Rodriguez? Can you define that for me? It's like a little dog that kills the other dog and trips up. Ow! You can ask the brother what a coyote is on. He don't know. You'd be like, yo, Curtis. No. <laughs> Curtis, that's a brother name. Curtis. That's your 50 cent. <laughs> Ow, I don't know that shit, Rodriguez. Yeah, the brother sees the dog, he turned to Bernie back, huh? Oh, what the fuck the dog? Just who will, who will I come up Messing up my Jordans and shit. You can ask an Armenian dude what Coyote is. He's like, hey, bro, I'm Coyote, bro. <laughs> yes, I know, I dropped like Dracula, bro. I went out with an Armenian girl, man. She was beautiful, but she shaved. <laughs> Armenian dudes, those dudes got confidence. I need a little liquor, a little weed, to talk to chicks. Armenian dudes like, hey, bro, I don't even go on dates no more, bro. All I want to do is pipe, bro. <laughs> That's it, bro. If a girl don't want to pipe, I have BMW. I pipe the car. <laughs> right there in gas tank hole, bro. What would Dracula do? Pump, pump, BMW. I never knew gas was so cold, bro. But if you don't know what a coyote is, that's just a Mexican travel agent. <laughs> Jesus! Fuck like a Mexican dude, huh? Why you guys got that on top of huh? How we doing, man? How you guys doing, Utah? We doing all right or what, man? Good crowd, good crowd, you know? Good crowd. Got Donald Trump still talking shit, huh? Ah. Looking like a Cheeto. I'm trying to look like a cheetah, okay? Mexico sends over their rapists. I was like, damn, I didn't know Bill Cosby was from Mexico. <laughs> damn. Probably from Sinaloa. <laughs> <laughs> you having a good time right there, huh? You're like choking on a chicken wing, you know? It's a lot of time. On your birthday, on the day of my daughter's birthday. Yeah! Don't call it ass in the Bible. That was fun, you talking about kicking ass in the Bible? Anybody celebrating a birthday party tonight? No birthday oh, party? My birthday! Oh, hell yeah, yeah man. I'm the stripper, dog. Thank you, bro. Over here, fogging up your glasses right now. I've got catfish. <laughs> 
But that's one thing that if you're like addicted to the pot, you've been smoking it for a long time and you don't have it for a couple days, you get all angry on that. Or walking all sideways like you didn't have had your V8. <laughs> Neighbor walking the dog, good morning, fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not like good weed though. I don't know if some of you guys know what good weed is, because sometimes you get like cheap weed, swag weed, has sticks and stems and shit. They got good weed. You open up the Ziploc bag, you smell it like, it's like a James Brown song. It's like, so good! So good! A brother pops out with a sax. Ow, that's that Obama string. If you don't hit this, you better get some coverage. Some affordable care weed. You thought we from Mexico, huh? Smuggled inside of a tire, huh? There's a little boot, a branch, a little lizard all smashed on the brick. <laughs> Hello, I, I'm stuck in me to call the Zetas on this. I went from Mexico, I always had seeds, but I bought a quarter pound one time, I had like 30,000 seeds. I said, fuck it, I bought a bird. <laughs> Sitting there in my tiny whiteies, all smoking, looking like a Captain Klein plus size model. <laughs> A certified muffin top. <laughs> little bird comes alive. <laughs> Yo, dog, let me get a little hit. <laughs> Brace yourself, little player. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> How do fish get high? This is my impression of a black widow. My husband dead. <laughs> my husband dead. <laughs> That's my neighbor lady, Miss Thomasina, a small little black lady. I like to take her sister. Looks like Cat Williams in a moo moo. When the whole Arizona debate was going on, why is Arizona messing with your people? I'm like, I don't know, Mrs. Thomasina, that's kind of messed up, huh? Hell yeah, baby. He said, I was Mexican. No, a lot of people say Mexican, I was Mexican. If they try to kick me out of Arizona, shoot, I just walk on over to New Mexico. <laughs> In a cat We're gonna leave it like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for a bigger laugh. I'm trying to make something like this. I'm keeping it real perfect, boy. Thank you very much, friends. I'll bring you a How are you doing? Yeah! 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 Let me tell you, you call you one of a kind, you know, you're one of a kind, you know. Hey man, thank you guys very much for coming out tonight, man. A round of applause for you, please. A round of applause for your server. We'll be very happy. Yeah, why you guys popping the club and new car? Yeah. Hey, talk about the city, I'm sorry. They fucked me so that I want to eat the back. Yeah, this is the good stuff right here. This is for Warren Hatch's private stash. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like shits and giggles. Come on, you tall, let's make some noise. Uh, here's a little beauty we'll have outside after the show right here. What's up, full podcast? Anybody that came out for the podcast, a big hug for you. Thank you very much. Yep. 
And uh, this is a Loteria t-shirt from Loteria. Comes in ashy gray, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you use that lotion. But, I'm not that one white girl. Oh my god, I need a summer and summer's over. And this one's called this fool right here. This fool. This is when you go to that party and you have your homie with you and he has that cold sore, you're like, this fool. Keep shining, dog. Ladies and gentlemen, are you guys ready for your next comedian? Come on. You this next gentleman we're bringing to the stage, he's been on the What's Up Little Podcast in Houston. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mr. Keith Manning. Love him.